0: Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we travel back to the end of the first millennium to examine the great ancient European culture and society that forged a people capable of reaching the shores of North America around the year 1000 AD. Join me as we explore one of the most feared, famous, and celebrated civilizations of Europe the Vikings. Vikings were Nordic peoples from the Scandinavian countries of Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. They raided and settled in large areas of Western and Eastern Europe during an era of Scandinavian expansion from about 780 to 1100 A.D. This period in history is known as the Viking Age. The early raids of the Vikings in the 9th and 10th centuries fell on the British Isles, the Atlantic and North Sea shoreline of the Carolingian Empire, which included most of what are now Germany, Holland, Belgium and France, and to the east, on what became Russia. These raids from Scandinavia upset the fragile political, social and economic development and stability of Europe. Within a few hundred years, however, Vikings, also known as Norse people, Norsemen, Danes or Northmen, converted to Christianity, and settled in the lands they had raided. At the same time, the Vikings were developing new settlements in the North Atlantic, North America, Greenland, and Iceland, and establishing kingdoms in Scandinavia similar to the European kingdoms to the south. As they were assimilated in their new lands, they became traders, manufacturers, and farmers, as well as warriors and rulers. In the harsh climate of Scandinavia, the thinly scattered population lived by sea trading, fishing, and farming. Timber, amber, furs, and slaves from Slavic territories were primary trade commodities. Their craftsmanship was the most advanced in Europe in the manufacture of jewelry, arms, and shipbuilding. The pre Christian pagan religion of the Norse people was similar to that of other Germanic tribes. They worshipped a number of gods, including Thor, the god of thunder, and Odin god of war and leader of the Norse deities. Viking warriors believed that if they died heroically, they would be beckoned to dwell with Odin in his palace in the realm of the gods called Valhalla, an equivalent to the Christian heaven or paradise. The Vikings, a term meaning pirate or raiders, began to attack their southern neighbors during the last decade of the 8th century. These fierce attacks and the subsequent invasions reached out in many directions and took many forms. In the British Isles and the northwestern parts of the Carolingian Empire, raids gradually changed from brutal hit-and-run attacks to larger and more ambitious forays in which bands of sailor predators carved out base camps, outposts, or holdings where they might spend the winter months. Eventually the Viking armies grew in size. By the mid to late 800s, Many of the men became settlers in the lands where they had first appeared as raiders. They began to convert to Christianity and either brought families from home or intermarried with the local women. In such areas as northern England and Normandy, on the coast of what is now France, the combination of cultures and peoples that resulted from these settlements led to a new mix of ethnic stocks, languages, and institutions. Because of their interest in commerce, the Northmen fostered urban growth, founding many villages and cities. Viking towns emerged as important trade centers such as Ireland's Dublin and Yorick, today known as the English city of York. The Viking raids were motivated by several factors. By the late 700s, population growth was straining Scandinavians' limited resources for unclaimed land, food, and opportunities for internal migration and social mobility. These ferocious raids may also have been affected by changing political realities. The emergence in Scandinavia of more centralized political institutions and monarchies may have encouraged many minor chieftains and family leaders, long accustomed to independence and self-reliance, to look for new frontiers. Thus many war bands took to the high seas. Additionally, it is possible that the wars conducted by Carolingian ruler Charlemagne against the Saxons in northern Germany in the late 700s may have warned the Danes of a powerful and dangerous enemy to the south. Finally, the wealth of foreign lands, long known from travel and trade, was an understandable attraction. However, even in their most aggressive days, the Vikings had not always been fierce marauders and raiders. Sometimes, a fortified harbor or the presence of soldiers caused them to fall back on their traditional role as traders, merchants, and master shipbuilders. Vikings raided the coasts of the British Isles beginning in the year 787. The Anglo-Saxon Chronicle recorded their arrival in 793 off the northeast coast of England in Lindisfarne. The Danes landed on undefended coasts and attacked churches and monasteries as well as isolated farmsteads, towns, and villages. Their well constructed longboats could carry 40 or more men, and because of their very shallow draft, these boats were able to travel up rivers to settlements that had seemed immune to maritime attack. In the 9th century, the Vikings plundered, looted, burned, and eventually conquered much of northeastern England, which became known as the Danelaw. And they established a kingdom in Ireland. The Viking hold on such North Atlantic islands as the Shetlands, Hebrides, and Faroes continued past the Middle Ages. Additionally, sieges of and raids on the city of Paris along the Seine River from the 840s onward show how deep into the heartland of continental Europe the Vikings could reach and strike. Next time, we continue our examination of the exploration raids, conquests, and colonization of the Norse, including their arrival in North America during the Great Viking Age, five centuries before Columbus sailed west. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane Not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calatrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calatrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calatrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply, and this week, Until the Viking raids began, Christian Europe had not worried about an enemy from the sea. Some Christian leaders paid ransom to the larger Viking armies of the 10th and early 11th centuries. Taxing their people to pay the Danegeld or tribute to the Vikings became a regular defensive strategy. In return for the cash, the Vikings often negotiated peaceful coexistence and conversion. At the dawn of the 10th century, in 911, the King of France ceded Normandy, French for territory of the Northmen, to the Viking Chieftain Rollo and other Viking warriors who became his Christian vassals. in turn, they pledged to defend their new duchy against other Vikings. These Northmen, now called Normans, adopted the French language and ways and organized a strong and stable state in Normandy in ten sixty six William Duke of Normandy a Viking descendant, led his followers across the English Channel to conquer England. In the same century, the exploits of Norman adventurers created the Norman Kingdom of Sicily at the expense of the Muslims on the island and the Byzantine Emperor in southern Italy. Normans from Sicily also participated in the Crusades against the Muslims in the Holy Land and Jerusalem. Numerous bands of Viking adventurers reached Iceland in the mid-800s and by the early 10th century, their new home had become a center for settlement by Danes and Norwegians. Iceland was a departure point for launching expeditions into the unknown reaches of the North Atlantic. In the year 1000, Erik the Red led an expedition from Iceland that settled in Greenland. His son, Leif Erikson, later reached North America, which he called Vinland, meaning Wineland, because of the large quantities of wild wine berries that were found. Archaeological finds suggest that the original Vinland settlement was probably at what is now L'Anse Meadows in the Canadian island province of Newfoundland. Settlements in continental North America were aimed to exploit natural resources, such as furs and in particular lumber, which was in short supply in Greenland. These Viking colonies were short-lived, supplied and populated for several generations before isolation, distance, climate, and hostile relations with the indigenous peoples proved too great. Despite the many pre Columbian transoceanic contact theories, at present, this is the one and only historical case of pre colonial contact that is widely accepted among the scientific and scholarly mainstream community. The aggressive and vigorous Vikings who went west across the ocean and south to the British Isles and continental Europe were mostly from Denmark and Norway. Expeditions from Sweden, Were no less determined and energetic. In addition to their role as invaders of settled, Christian lands, they turned to the south and east, into and beyond the Baltic, away from the heartland of Christian Europe and in a world of vast open spaces and scarce population. These Vikings were drawn southeast by trading links and opportunities rather than a thirst for unoccupied land. They traveled through Russia, via the Dnieper and Volga rivers to the Black Sea. They also ventured further south to the Middle East and the cities of Baghdad and Constantinople. Known as the Rus, a name borrowed from the Finns to designate the Swedes, the Swedish Vikings, along with the native Slavic peoples, influenced the growth of the early Russian state around Kiev in the Ukraine. The Swedish Vikings in Constantinople formed the personal guard of the Byzantine emperors in the 11th century. As in their western expeditions, they were soldiers, settlers, traders, and able voyagers with advanced navigational skills. At first, the Vikings were ferocious enemies and their impact was primarily disruptive and destructive. Gradually, Christian Europe absorbed the Vikings. They became part of the larger European community as they were attracted by a more settled lifestyle and as Christian Europe's ability to resist their attacks strengthened. The Viking contributions to the societies they conquered were significant. They were great sailors, storytellers, and workers of the highest level. Signs of the Viking influence are found in the place names of the areas in which they settled, as well as the local languages and vocabulary. For example, they gave the English language many popular words, including thing, happy, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. The Vikings also influenced local government and legal traditions. An early form of popular or open government can be seen in the open-air Icelandic public gatherings, where the free farmers came to resolve feuds, voice complaints, and interpret the law for free men and their families. This early form of parliamentary government and the 12-person jury of English common law were a direct outgrowth of Viking ideas about community obligations and civil society. The tidal wave of European migration to North America during the second half of the last millennium indirectly brought Viking descendants and customs to the New World. Viking blood thus flows generously through the veins of many North Americans of European descent, making them relatively recent distant cousins in more ways than one. A large number of French Canadians, for example, arrived in Canada from Normandy. Many English, Scottish, Welsh, and Irish Canadians arrived from the British Isles, a region once inhabited by Vikings and later conquered and settled by invaders from Normandy. Ironically, despite the failed colonization of Newfoundland, Viking descendants formed the core of Canada's many founding peoples. My ancestors originated from northern England and coastal France making my claim to a distant and ancient Viking heritage a real possibility and probability. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art, inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed this episode.